the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here next to me is Eddie Caruso. Eddie's been working for our family business for 28 years. And he's just now wiping the sleep out of his eyes. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. All righty. Um, first of all, you had a comment right off the bat um, on your way here. Yeah, well, there was no sleep in my eyes because my... Travel here is 30 miles one way. Okay. And so okay. I was wide awake. But I was astonished by the number of different plates from different states that I saw on my way in today. I'm talking Canada, Alaska, Pennsylvania, Florida, California, North Carolina, New York. You you can understand why they're coming here, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this time of year, Phoenix is just the place to be. The weather is wonderful. Yep, 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 yep. This is the time of year my horses like it down here. They do not like it from April to October, but um, from October to April, um, this is the place to be. My horses have a better life than you and I have. <laughs> well, that's because they have horse sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's they are the the epitome of a winter visitor because oh, yeah. that's exactly what they do. They go up north during the summertime when it's a whole lot better. Um, the last couple of mornings up at the ranch have been between 10 and 19 degrees. That is cold. And you get up in the morning and you you say to yourself. Do you suppose they can wait for another hour till the sun comes up before I have to go out and feed them? Yeah, and start <laughs> shoveling hay. Oh, yeah, it's not bad though. Uh, you, you feed them flakes off of it, and I have a cart, and I, you know, I have the cart already out there, and it's just outside the fence where they can't chew on the hay. And I go out there and throw a couple flakes into the feeder, and, and usually I have a cup, hot cup of coffee, and walk back. Anyway, if you'd like to join us, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau triple or A plus rated shop. They're dedicated to providing the best service possible and getting the job done right the first time. At Strictly Diesel and Repair, they are die-hard service, repair, and parts diesel people. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and they're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and they're available 24-7 on their website, and they sell parts online on their website. So if you're looking for something fancy for your diesel, it would be worth checking out Strictly Diesel and Repair. And they're a good shop, and they're on my best car repair shops list. Let's go to Willis real quick. Willis, good morning to you. Hello there, Mark. Go right ahead, sir. Okay, you know what? I uh, have a 2005 Altima, and during the winter months, uh, the shift from first to second gear is a little harsh, but that's not the case in the summer. Should I be concerned? Boy, that's a tough one. Is it just, let's say, the first one, two shifts before the vehicle is warmed up? 
Yeah, after I um, drive maybe 10 miles, then it smooths out. And how many miles are on it? Uh, 140,000. Have you ever had the transmission served, serviced at all? Uh, the only thing I've had done is uh, transmission fluid changed uh, uh, every year. Okay. Uh, do you know that if they're pulling the pan and changing the filter in three or four quarts, or are they flushing out all the fluid and putting new fluid in it? Uh, no, I, I think they changed the gasket and the filter. Okay. And that's about it, but they, they're they not flushing. And they claim that a car that old <clears throat> may um, uh, create some problems if you flush it. Okay. I don't agree with that. Nor um, do I. Uh, it's, it's an old wise tale that, that came around in the 60s and the 70s when we had a much different fluid, I might tell you. And the, and the idea was is if you brought your car in and it had all kinds of problems, then, if we, then the story was back there, and we were kids back then, so we heard it from the guys we worked right. for, that if we put new fluid in it, it would cause everything to deteriorate and all the seals to collapse and all the dirt to be uh, rejuvenated and you'd have the bugs that came alive and your transmission would fail, right? That's what they told us, yeah. Because yeah. basically you're flushing out all the material that's keeping the transmission together. Oh, that's a way, good way to put it. Yeah. And that's not true. No. That's not true. But but I don't know that I'd be servicing this transmission every year. I think that might be a waste of money. It depends on how many miles he's driving. But, yeah, that's typically we go every one at once every other year, maybe on a... Well, it depends on what the owner's manual says. But I agree that 30, 60... Thousand is a comfort zone on the older cars. Yes, but the newer cars are going what ninety to a hundred. Yeah, without service. A lot of them they quote they're sealed for life. Or... Right, but they also have a real high dollar synthetic fluid in the newer ones. Right, but to his problem, I don't think with the service interval he's got, with the mileage he's got, I don't think that anything should be done. I I agree with you, and there's two ways to look at. It, I guess it depends how severe that that shift is. If it's annoying or if it's like someone rear-ended you if it's that harsh. Yeah. But I really don't think it's going to be a problem because typically when there's problems with the seals inside the transmission, it's the opposite. It's when it's cold, you put it in gear and nothing happens for five seconds. It's slushy and slips. Right. And then once everything warms up and the seals expand, then it, it acts normal. So it may be annoying, but I really don't think at this point that I would do anything with it. And I agree. How many miles did you have on that, uh, Willis? Uh, 140,000. Okay. And, and and if you change the question, let me cha change the question to you, Eddie. Typically, when does the transmission give up the ghost the first time around? Well, some models are more prone to transmission fares than others, but okay, I would but say I would say 140 to 190. And I would agree with you. I I think that 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 actually I'd drop it down to like 120, 120 to to 180. We're going to have a transmission a problem. We're going to need to overhaul it somewhere. Right. We we can't lose sight, Willis, with the fact that. You've been around the world five times in this car, actually six mm -hmm. times, almost six times. So you've traveled the equator six times, and that's thousands, if not a million, shifts. Right, because the one-two shift and the two-one shift is the one that, get, that happens all the time because it does it leaving a light and coming down to a stop. Every time. So if if you wanted... I don't think it's in your best interest to fix it. I agree with Eddie. I don't think you should do anything. I think you should just live with it. And I'm sure if after the first three or four harsh shifts, it smooths right out and doesn't do it for the rest of the day, right? That is correct. Okay. So I'm, I'm of the opinion the same as Eddie. I think you save your money. 
I think uh, if you need a transmission, you'll be glad you did. But I don't think there's a magic wand that we have or anybody else has that's going to fix this problem. It's like when you get older and you get up in the morning, your knees are creaking and popping. <laughs> and then around 10 o'clock, you're, you feel okay. So you're not going to get a total knee replacement until it's that all day long. Yeah, yeah. So the answer is is um, neither one of us would do anything. If you were our customer with that kind of a situation, we would tell you the same thing to your face. Is We don't think it's in your best interest to go hunt this down. And if you decide to do that, Willis, you look him in the eye and you say, let me demonstrate this. And so you park it there the night before, and you show them the next morning what you're talking about. And then when they give you an estimate, you look them in the eye, and you say, is this a guess or a fix? Because if you're guessing, I need to know whose money we're guessing, whether it's mine or yours. But if it's a fix, then I'm going to hold your feet to the fire and say, okay, well, I'm going to give you this much money, and you're going to fix this problem. And it's not going to be there for the next 10 cold mornings. And that's how the conversation sits sound. Yes, and I've heard you say that many times, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'll just let it lay, and uh, don't worry about it. Yep, that's what I do. Now, I'll tell you right now, Alger's going to call in, or he's going to text me, because he listens to, and he owns a transmission shop, and as you know, I respect him like there's nobody else. And so if we Mm -hmm. made a mistake, (laughs) he'll be texting me in just a minute. But and if he Or he may call and say, hey, we've seen this before. There's a simple fix that a valve that's sticking when it's cold. And so you take it out and you knock the varnish off of it or you put some emery cloth on it. You're right. You're right. But but even then, we're going to drop the pan and pull the valve body to get to the valve. Uh And so we're looking at some significant dollars here. And so and he has fresh fluid. I would have said, let's change the fluid, but he's got fresh right. fluid in it. So, all righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. I'm just looking for some general comments. Uh, when they were coming out with direct fuel injection, uh, you weren't real positive on it. I was just wondering how that is working out. Well, let me explain. Direct fuel injection is is that the the injector sits in the cylinder head adjacent to the spark plug. And it does no longer sprays at the back of the intake valve. So the this the charge is timed to where the intake valve is open, the, the uh, injector, injector fires. Part. So here's the problem. As the valve opens and closes, we need a little bit of oil or a little bit of gasoline to wash the oil off the back side of the valve. So we develop carbon on the back side of the valve, but the spray, constant spray of gasoline kind of keeps that area clean. Well, with direct injection, we, el- <laughs> we eliminated that cleaning of the back of the valve, and the direct, uh, the direct ignition or the direct fuel-injected cars began to build up carbon behind that intake valve, even to the point where the valve was plugged solid. Right. It's just like a sponge on the back of the valve. Because there's, there's a certain amount of oil that comes through the valve guide, even though there's valve guide seals on it to keep a major portion of oil. But some oil has to go through the valve guide to lubricate the valve stem. If not, the valve would seize in the guide. So some of that oil gets on there, and as Mark said, there's no way to wash that off. And, and there's a lot of problems with respect to the direct injection uh, motors having this intake back of the intake valve problem. I don't know that there's been a fix. I haven't heard much about it lately. We got wind of it from the machine shops that we do business with were telling us that they were having heads brought in where the backside of the intake valve looked like that somebody had put some kind of a frosting in there, and then it had expanded like that expanding foam. Right, or if you put a a marshmallow on the stem and just burned it to a crisp. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. So, But you bring up a good point. I haven't heard much about it, and I don't know how they would fix that. The only thing I'm thinking that we would do... 
one of those uh, intake uh, cleaning kits where you run a cleaner through the throttle body so it goes through the entire intake which is going to wash those deposits off the valve but I I don't know what the interval would be and what would be a, uh, a dedicated right. cleaner for that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. How much? Give me a range. I've I would, got one in my oh, head. I would say out the door 175. And I was going to say 150 to 200. So all of a sudden we have this, we don't know the interval, we have this problem, and we have our industry who's trying to survive because all the new cars need service once every three years, and I'm being facetious, at least once a year on any anything major. We've got oil changes that they're talking about 10 and 15,000 mile intervals, which is once a year. We've got tires that are lasting during miles that we've never seen before. So we've got our industry kind of in shambles, and the new car dealers are no different because they make the cars, the new cars, so much better that there's just a lot less that needs to be done. So our industry is going to take this and run with it. And I'm going to look into the future in my crystal ball and say that everybody's going to come up with a new product that there it's going to be a magic lotion that if you have direct ignition, you need to come in every six months and have it done to the tune of 150 to 200 dollars. Yeah, yeah, and so I think I I think what do you think? I agree. I mean, I can I even see the the acronym for it. It's going to be a GDI cleaning kit. Yeah, we've seen it already with injectors. When they first came out with fuel injectors in 1996 and north of that, everybody came out with a fuel injection. I don't. You were around then. Yeah. The very first car they they demonstrated to us about the fuel injection cleaner it happened to be Pam Bramlett's car Cadillac, and we were over at. Uh, TBI, TBA Supply. They don't, they're no longer in business anymore, but they're friends of ours and customers of ours. So Pam volunteered her Cadillac, and they didn't understand that they couldn't put this real caustic chemical in her car without bypassing the return line to the tank. So they flushed the injectors and promptly washed that caustic crap back into the tank through the return line and wiped out her fuel pump, yep. and the car oh. wouldn't start. <laughs> and it was a great thing to see. Now, none of us at the time really knew what happened other than it wouldn't start, and nobody had a fuel pressure gauge. So it was two or three days later the word came out that, hey, we wiped out her pump. Well, the vendor paid for the the the, the uh, fuel pressure or the fuel pump in the tank to be replaced. But do you remember that? That was going to be, and now they have, a, I'm not going to name the product, but they have a product that has a website, and if you want anything done to your car with magic lotion, go here, punch in your zip code, and we'll tell you where to go. Well, yeah. it's yeah. one of those places, in the old days, we used to have a flush machine on the wall, and it was a, what was the flush machine? Oh, for the, the cooling system? Yes. It was the WINS. That's right. W-Y-N-N-S. You're exactly right. It was on the wall, and you had to buy their chemicals, and they'd give you the machine for free. But you also had to sell the chemicals. So, Mark, if you'll just sell three flushes a day, you're going to make an extra $1,000 a month, and we're not going to charge you rent for the machine. So that's how it happened in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for bringing that up, Rob. Yeah, just... I was wondering how that was working out. You know, I'm, I'm always in, interested in anything that will give you better gas mileage, but if it's going to cause problems, you know, yeah, somebody else experience, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a major gasoline improvement on direct ignition. I don't know why yeah. they did that, but I, 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 and I'll never know. But yeah. uh, we'll we'll figure that out someday. When we come back, we'll continue this talk. But anybody else that's got a car question, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud 
that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The mechanic Welcome up back, everybody. 602-508-0960 if you'd like to call us. And my name is Mark Salem, and sitting next to me is Eddie Caruso. He's an ASC Master Technician, uh, as, as I am, and he's been working at our repair shop for 28 years. 
And um, I'll tell you someday the story about the interview between Eddie and I back in 1985, 89. 89. Yeah, the interview that, uh, that I had with Eddie and what I learned from him during that interview. Let me tell you about uh, Action Auto Repair up at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom is a full-service facility, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. Action Auto Repair gets the job done right, and he has a he does domestics and imports, but he has a BMW certified technician, a master BMW technician. So if you have a BMW and you want to deal with somebody who's walked that path and knows that car inside and out, and you live anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley, or you're willing to drive, then Tom's a great guy. He has other ASC Master Certified Technicians, and they want to help you as vehicle owners to understand what they're doing and why, so you can make informed decisions. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Before we go to the phones, I want to tell you folks something. I'm going to tell you that the guy sitting next to me holds the world's record for the most mileage on a Ford Explorer. A Ford Explorer. How many miles does it have? It's a 1997. It's got a 5-liter V8, and it's a two-wheel drive, and it currently has 324,000 miles. And it's never had the motor opened up? I've never had a valve cover off of it. And 300, now, this isn't what we want other people to do, but you drive 30 miles to work and back every day, 30 miles up, 30 miles back. Right. So it's kind of highway driving. But you've never done any oil leaks? No. Okay, you've done normal maintenance. Yeah, radiators, water pumps, um, a maintenance alternator when it had 150,000 miles just because... You were there. Right. Okay. No no transmissions. Nope. No rear diffs. No. Air conditioning systems? I finally put a compressor on it uh, earlier this year when it had about 320,000 miles. Yeah. First one. See, that's a world record. That's for, As far as I'm concerned, that's a world record. So 350,000 miles divided by 25, that's 444. That's 12, 13, 14 times around the equator. That car's driven 14,000, 14 times right. around the equator. That's an amazing thing. But it has a lot to do with your ability to identify problems before they get really bad. Right. It has and, a lot to do with... And keep up on the, on the maintenance and... Right. Now, how close do you follow the owner's manual? Uh, oh. Don't. Okay. You have your own. Right. Okay. Fair enough. We have customers that have their own. But like we were just talking to, to Willis not too long ago, he has his transmission served every or serviced every year. Do you do that? No, I don't. I can't remember the last time um, I actually serviced it. Yes. I use a full synthetic fluid that I'm a dealer for that company. Okay. So it, there's certain things that you're going to stick close to the, the owner's manual and certain things that you're going to deviate from it. Right. Okay. And it just depends on the risk and reward. Would you agree? Exactly. Okay. All righty. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning, Bob? So uh, I have an 07 Prius. I only have 250,000 miles, so I'm kind of behind your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's still good, though. Yeah. Heck, yes, that's good. So I was driving on uh, on the highway this morning, and I had what I have to describe as a screeching rattle in the right front side of my car. I stopped and I looked under to make sure I wasn't dragging anything, and I and I didn't see anything. And I went down, and I'm I'm in town now, and I'm driving around, and it's real quiet. There's no screeching at all. But if I get up above 55 miles uh, per hour, it starts to screech, and the faster I go, the louder it gets. So I'm wondering what you think is going on. Wow, it's it's kind of odd that it, it takes a certain speed to make it happen. I mean, normally when we see stuff like that, it's actually some sort of a wind noise that yeah. we're getting a whistle or something through through something somehow. And I was thinking that maybe he picked up a piece of gravel in the brakes. 
we see that every once in a while, where somebody's got some contamination of the brake right. assembly. So as the rotor spins, we have this squealing noise. But coming and going, like you said, just, we've not seen that before. No. So, and a wheel bearing. It's going to have a wheel bearing on that right side. Yes. And the wheel bearing would make a noise throughout the entire spinning cycle from start to finish. Right. It would pick up, let's say, maybe 30 miles an hour, being a one, and the faster you goes from, you know, the severity, one, two, three, four. And continues on. Right. And typically, it will change when you go into a curve. You load one side or load the other side. You took the words out of my mm-hmm. mouth. You're exactly right. So when you drive it, as you go through the sweeping turns on a freeway, the question is, is does it make no- If you turn left, does the noise go away? Or if you turn right, does the noise get worse? So you're going to be dealing with those kinds of things. Now, the question is not a good question to chase what's causing the noise, the abnormal noise. The question is, is what is the problem? And then once you find out the problem, you can then explain why it only happens at 55 and north of that. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So one, let's not waste too much time on trying to identify the problem. This really is... This is something you take to your technician, you put him in the car, you go show, take him for a ride. If he's the seasoned gray-haired guy, if he's a master tech, he's going to smile and he's going to know exactly where to go look for the problem. So okay. if you've got somebody like that now, do you, do you have anybody that you really like for your Prius work? No, I don't. I, I was going to go to the, uh, to the dealer today because you know, I have to drive the car a lot and I want to make sure that it's safe to drive. Okay. Um, I want you to send me an email. Mark at MarkSalem.com, and I'm going to send you to a Prius shop that I went to the other day, and I can't begin to tell you how impressed I was. This guy had, if he had one, he had 400 Priuses. Every wrecked Prius, every timed-out Prius that's been a taxi cab in in this world is on the back of his shop. He knows more about Priuses than any man I've ever met in my, any 10 guys. And you know what he was doing when I walked in? He was rebuilding a battery. He has all the equipment (laughs) necessary to take batteries apart, and he has one-year warranty and two-year warranties. And you know what the difference is? The line he draws on the voltage it has and the amp draw it has after it's charged. So if it's slightly below the line, which is acceptable, then that's one-year battery. But if all 39 or 40 individual batteries in the battery pack are above the line, then that's a two-year battery. And the guys that know what they're doing can replace just one or two cells in that battery pack. Absolutely. So this guy's phenomenal. When we come back, we'll take your call. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. (laughs) 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Small businesses drive our nation's economy, employing about half of the country's private sector workforce. Thanks so much. When you shop at local small businesses, you help the entire community thrive. Hi, I'm Senator Rosemary Reed. I support local small businesses for the good of our community. Let's help our neighbors thrive. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yes, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more. All on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and result of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting here next to me is Eddie Caruso. And Eddie is here, and we're talking about our car repair stuff. And you're welcome to join us if you want, 602-508-0960. But we're going to take care of Doug because he will help do the break. Doug, how is it we can help you? Hi, Mark. I have an old 06 Dodge Ram 1500. I've had it for about... It's been very good, except one question would be, it's it pulls slightly to the right. You got to keep a little pressure on the wheel. Would a friend? Oh, tire pressure is good. Nowhere on the tires. Okay. I know I could fix this, and I know you could fix this too. Um, let me turn on your. Yeah, oh, you know what? I turned on the wrong mic, and that's there we the go. reason I'm why back. you can't. 
So what's the chances you can fix this, Mr. Caruso? Well, the first thing to do is swap the front tires to see if it's got a radial pull. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're just going to swap the front left to right, right to left, and go drive it. One of three things is going to happen. It's going to go away, it's going to be the same, or it's going to get worse. Uh, Yeah, it's going to go away, which he can stop at that point. Right. Um, Or it's going to pull left, (laughs) or it's going to stay pulling right. So there's three things that are going to happen. If it, let's pretend that it stays there. What are you going to do next? And then I'm probably going to put it on the lion machine and check the, the toe and the okay. caster and camber. All right. Now, let me explain, Doug. Okay. Our alignment machines um, are really made for very basic uh, uh, users. And so each window of each of the six settings has a green window, and then if your needle moves outside the window, it turns red. Okay? But the windows... Are, might as well be a mile wide in the in the world we live in. So all the technicians, all the youngsters, are taught just to put the arrows inside the green. Right, green is good. Green is good. And then they hand you the, the thing and they say to you, I don't know why it's pulling, but it's in spec. That's not true. A car will pull to the more... Now, let's, let me just tell you, we're going to talk about cents here. One, two, three, four, five cents. Okay, with me? So I want to be one cent on both sides. And so they're going to give me a half a cent to one and a half window. To a half of one cent to, to one and a half cent window. So as long as my green arrows are in that window. But here's the deal. It'll pull to the more positive camber number, caster number, to the more positive caster number. Right? No, actually to the negative. So oh, you're right. I get that screwed up. You're exactly right. It's to the more negative cast. Cam- no, are we talking camera? Well, you or start caster? off with caster. I changed my mind, though. <laughs> well, you <laughs> got to let I me know. I knew I messed up. I knew I messed up. It's the positive camber and the negative caster. Correct. Okay. So we know that to be the case. So if we looked at your car and he's going to have a pull to the right, and if we saw that that the 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 camber was way too positive on the right, then we could either make it less less positive, or we could make the other side a little bit more positive to eliminate the pull. Correct. And it's the same with caster. So you have three: you have camber, caster, and toe. Toe's not going to cause this problem, and I know that, and you know that, because he said the tires aren't wearing bad. Right. If it's so, a toe problem, we would have a feathering of the tire. So we know it's not toe. We know it's either going to be caster or camber. And so in alignment, switching, and now that's what your shop would do normally. The first thing they're going to do is check your air pressure. Then they're going to swap the tire side to side and go, well, check the air pressure, go drive it, verify the pull to the right, then swap the front tires and go drive it again. Now that'll take 15 minutes, right? 15 or 20 minutes. At that particular point, that's part of the diagnostic. And so after he goes and drives it, it still pulls after he swaps them. Then he has to hang the heads on it, put four heads on it, one on each wheel, and look at the alignment specifications. It it can be that the needles are all in the right spot, but that doesn't mean anything. Right. We Guys that are good at alignments know how to manipulate the numbers to make it go straight down the road. And and we do that a lot for for guys just like you, Doug. What part of town do you live in? I'll guide you. Uh, East Mesa. Um, I would try Thompson's first. Thompson's Auto Repair. He's right there at Stapley and Main, just east on the south side of the road. And I think you could start the conversation off with, hey, do you have a real salty, gray-haired uh, alignment guy? And that's kind of what, what it all stands. That's what it sounds like. All righty? Okay. Oh, all right. One other question. Could you re- it has a factory sunroof that doesn't work. 
where do you get a sunroof fixed or looked at? Most of us want nothing to do with the sunroof because the parts are rare. And, and is it a factory one or an aftermarket one? I'm not absolutely certain, but, but I believe it's a factory by looking at it. Okay. Well, obviously, the basics would be go look at the power supply right. on the ground. Right. Fuses and switches. First. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and at that point, uh, on my wives the other day, you actually fixed my wives because the insulation or the... the um, the rubber molding was wadded up. Right, the little bellow. Yeah, and so you fix that. But as far as aftermarket ones, we shy away from aftermarket ones. But if it's a factory one, then obviously there is a protocol, and you check for switches. And what was the other thing you said? Fuses. F- switches and fuses. And we need power and ground up to a switch that reverses the polarity. So power ground and then ground power, and that opens and closes the window. Then we look at the transmission and the mechanisms to see if it's capable of opening and closing. Sometimes it'll pop the fuse because it's stuck closed, and that's what that happens sometimes. So, what part of town do you live in? Uh, East Mesa. East, East Mesa. I, I'm still going to send you to Thompson's. You just ask him if he wants to take a moonroof on, and if not, um, you might uh, call Tempe Dodge. That's my favorite place, but you can call Tempe Dodge and ask them if uh, what what their oh. diagnostic fee would be for a, for a sunroof issue and see what happens. All okay. right? Uh, All right. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you for calling. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. And you're welcome to give us a call. Um, what, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, I need to do Kurtz because Kurtz is a great guy, and he's certainly one of the guys on my list that I can always depend on. He's not one of them. He's one of many on my list. All of them I can depend on. But Kurtz is up at I-17 in Bell. He's been an independent family-owned and operated auto repair facility since 1987. He won. He was recognized as one of the Better Business Bureau Ethic Awards winner, and that says a whole bunch. He has ASE certified technicians, and his service manager, Jeff, is a master technician, and his number one tech is Eric, and he's a master technician. So you really do get a lot of experience between Jeff and Eric with respect to their training and the, pe- and the tests they've passed. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Bell, Kurtz is a great place to go. He's a good guy, and he'll treat you fairly. And he's more than once pulled a rabbit out of his hat where I've sent him somebody that starts off with, I've been to 100 shops and nobody can fix, da-da-da. Well, Kurtz is one of those guys that that's like waving the flag in front of the bull. His, uh, he doesn't have any hair, but it'll stand up on his neck, and he'll uh, raise his hand and say, let me take a look at it. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, 
and I wrote this message. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you, we'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. everybody 10 minutes actually 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock and we're going to go till noon so if you have a car question or car problem 602-508-0960 we have four open lines charlie is first and we're going to go to charlie right now for waiting through the break charlie good morning how can we help you good morning sir and thank you for what you do for everybody thank you hey uh i have a 95 f-250 with a 7.3 turbo diesel and i've got a fuel leak uh i think it's coming up uh, I believe the fuel lines come steel towards the front of the motor, towards the front of the truck, and then transitioned into some kind of flexible, maybe rubber, and then back to steel. And I think that may be where my leak's at. Uh, am, I th- am I thinking right about that? Well, um, you think that 7.3's got an in-tank electric pump that feeds that high-pressure I pump? I believe so. And then just, yeah, the high-pressure yeah. on the engine. So, so. It, it This is the testing procedure we would use. First of all, we'd get it up in the air, at least staging on a rack, so we could get underneath it. But we would cycle the key on without the engine running, and if, in fact, it is a pressure line from the tank, then it's going to start leaking right then and there. Depending on the severity of the leak. Right. It's also going to leak for just a short period of time because it's probably going to be programmed to shut the pump off if it doesn't see the engine start after... 10 seconds. seconds or 3 seconds, 10 seconds or whatever. So okay. that that would be something. Do you smell it all the time you drive it? Pretty much. Yeah, it's faint, though, but I know that it's, uh, there's a coating of, of uh, fuel on it. When I stop it a little bit, grip on the ground, and I get up underneath it and look at it, and it's kind of wet. But I don't think it has the in-tank uh, fuel pump. Okay. Do you know of any other way we're going to get the fuel forward? 
I'm uh, asking Eddie here. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure I know on some of the Dodgers they actually have a mechanical old-style fuel pump on the engine. Okay. No, you, you're right. Uh, and this is a Ford. It's a, Ford. Right. It's a 7.3. Yeah, you said Dodge, but that's okay. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know the Dodges do. I'm not sure about the Fords. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that either, but we have to get the fuel from the tank to the high-pressure pump, and then the high-pressure pump pressurizes the fuel to thousands of PSI, and then that's what's injected into the motor. So I, I don't know. Um, if you wanted to find out, and it really doesn't matter when we're chasing down this leak. If you can take it to your shop and say, look right here. This leak is right about the center of the passenger window, right directly under this point I'm pointing. That's where the leak's at. That's going to help us. That's going to save a lot of money and time if he can triangulate the leak. Or he says, it's about 18 inches diagonally from the right front headlight. That kind of stuff right. we like to have. And there's got to be some sort of flex, flexible connection from the steel lines that run down the frame up to the engine, because obviously the engine's going to move, so we can't have a rigid line going from the frame to the engine. And right. But that, that yeah. diesel pressure, that fuel pressure is going to be probably 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds from max. the back end. At the max, yeah. Okay, but still, think about that, though. If we have a rubber line leaking, it should be really spewing. And it's and and after all, it's a '95, uh-huh. so it's almost 20. Well, it's more than 20 years old. So I'm just thinking, if of course it doesn't make any difference if it's a metal-to-metal connection, or if it's leaking out of the fuel filter housing, or if it's coming off of one of the lines that feeds the high-pressure pumps or one of the injectors. It really makes no difference. It's just find the leak and then fix the leak. But trying to guess yeah. where it's at based on that, it we know that it's got rubber lines is probably not fruitful time. It's not going to be hard to find that leak no, either. No, um, I would imagine that somebody could eyeball that leak and, and clean it up with some brake clean, then start the truck up or turn the key on and see it leak again. How long is that going to take, 20? 20 minutes, yeah. Just 20 on, to 30 I mean, minutes. You know, sometimes it might be a little hard to access or, or see the lines depending on how they're routed. But even then, if you get them off and dry them off, if you just run your fingers down the line when it's running, you'll instantly pick up the... And access is an important thing. Sometimes we have to move things to see different things. So sometimes we have to pull shrouds or we have to pull parts off the car to get underneath it to look because we know that this leak is here, but the alternator sits on top of this water line on a gasoline motor is a good example. So sometimes we have to move that. But do you have a shop that you like? Um, Well, I've had you guys do a number of things for me, and I appreciate You know, I'd probably bring it to you guys. Okay. Well, I can tell you that we could find that leak for you. And if you could point, if you could triangulate where the leak is at, then um, we, you already know, Charlie, that you can walk out into the shop and watch it work on your car. <laughs> so, you know, we don't, they, there's nothing, they, you're, you're, you can go out there and you can talk to the technician. You just have to make sure that you don't talk to him too much because we're going to be billing his time to you. So, but to watch him do this job and talk to him about it, and then he holds a flashlight up and you look at it, that's the kind of shop that there's many of those out there. Right. We're not the only shop that does that. There's many good guys out there. But anyway, we're, we're happy to look at it as well. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you very much. And, Ron, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yeah, I've got a 2006 Ford F-150 Super Crew with a 5.4 motor in it, uh, the four-wheel drive. And whenever the weather changes and it gets cold, I'm sorry, it's a 2010 Ford F-150, 2010. When the weather gets cold, the truck wants to stop all by itself. The brake, Some brake comes on, it it, it starts grinding, or it sounds like a grinding sound, but then it, it goes away when it warms up. We won't do it all summer long, and then wintertime comes, it just gets cold, and you go to take off, and the truck starts to stop all by itself. 
Okay, Mr. Ford guy, take your oh. shot. So it's it's as if the brakes are being applied by themselves. Is that what you're saying? It, it, exactly, and, and I don't know if it's just one brake or a couple brakes, but it makes kind of a growling, grinding side, grounding noise, uh, grinding noise inside the truck, and it's wanting to stop, but I'm not even touching the brake. But and then the light on the dash comes on while I'm in icy conditions. But then after it warms up, it goes away and it doesn't do it again. It won't do it all summer long, and then winter time comes and here it starts again. Well, well, I guess the first thing we need to do is identify which corner of the vehicle it is. Um, and my suggestion would be run down to Harbor Freight and pick up one of those infrared temperature guns. And when, okay. it's, do- when it's doing it, you know, pull up to the side of the road where it's safe and just take that gun and, and gun each wheel on the on the truck. Hub. The, yeah. Go to the hub, and if yeah. the wheel's got holes, you can gun right through right, the holes right to, to the, 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 to the rotor. rotor. And yeah, I can see the rotors on all of them. Yeah, yeah and then you'll doing that, you'll be able to identify which wheel it is because the one that's dragging is going to be much hotter than the other three. And if it's right. if they're all the same, then you're wrong about the brakes dragging. Right, or they're all yeah. dragging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Or they're all dragging, but he, he, I mean, he would be able to know that because once he touched it with a wet finger, it'd sizzle, and he'd know that that's it. But it, yeah, this, but this is only a, does it real briefly, you know, and then it's just like okay, and then, and then it's over, and then you're like, which, you know, it doesn't do it long enough to hang your head out the window and go, okay, which which one, where's this going on, you know? So okay, well, but here, I got gotcha. you. Here's two things you can do. The first thing I want you to do is is park it on level ground tonight if you can, and tomorrow morning when you start it up or when you decide to move it, open the door, stick your key in, don't start the thing, put it in neutral, and see if you can push it forward a foot or back. Without ever okay. touching anything, let's see if the brakes are truly locked up. I don't know how they yeah. would be, but then the other thing to do is, is start it up and put it in drive and coast forward, throw it into drive, and shut the car off and see if it coasts, and, and that'll tell you if the brakes are hanging up, Right. right. So what we're doing well, is, is we're testing your hypothesis that the brakes are hanging up. Now, the third thing you can do is you can start it up, take your left foot, and gently touch the brake pedal and drive away. And if the noise is gone and you know that otherwise, had you not had your foot on the brake, the noise would be there, then it's definitely brakes. Well, you don't need, You can be coasting right along just smoothly and start turning, you know, turning a little bit or whatever, and it'll just all of a sudden just come on. So it's going down the road perfectly fine, nothing's dragging, and all of a sudden it, it just, you know, like like a, like it's a wheel sensor, and I only hesitate that it's, wheel, you know, a wheel sensor because it's only because of the temperature. In the summertime, it won't do it. No, there's nothing. There, the wheel sensor makes no noise. It has nothing to do with noise, nothing at all. Right, but it couldn't just cause my brakes to come on because... It's, um, uh, what am I going to say? It is a, um, no, there's no code and there's no ABS yeah. light. So you don't have yeah. any other symptoms that would suggest. And besides that, it's not going to lock up a wheel or unlock a wheel until right. you're in brake mode. So you said you're just driving down the road and you turn the steering wheel left to right. And sometimes it's there and sometimes it isn't. That has yeah. nothing to do so with your brake system, right? Right. Cause it's, I mean, for exactly. Yeah. For okay. it to activate the ABS, it needs to see that the brake lights are on. Yeah. And if there's a problem with the wheel speed sensor, all of a sudden they're all reading 30 and one goes to zero, it's not going to apply the brakes. It's going to release the brake on that wheel. Because it thinks it's yeah. locked up. So right. it, it, it's, you know, it's easy to guess, but this is, again, this is a no big deal diagnosis. 
All we need to do is is have you show us what the heck it I'm, when I say we are industry. You need to show us how to make it happen. So if it only happens in the morning for a few minutes, you just got to park it at the shop the night before and then meet them in the morning and take their season tech out with you and show them what the deal is. So if you can find out whether it's even brake-related by applying the brakes and releasing the brakes and applying the brakes, if you can make the noise come and go with brake application, then we're a little closer than we were. Correct. So, but as far as swinging the, the steering wheel left and right, that's a wheel bearing issue. Yes. And that wouldn't have anything to do with the brakes. So if you turned it left on a sweeping turn at 40 miles an hour and you hear, yeah, 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 then you turn right and the noise goes away. On a left turn, if it's the left and we're making a yee, yee, yee in the left left front, then we're loading the inner bearing, right? We're yeah. loading the inner bearing and the outer on the right. So this is this is what we know as technicians. When we're doing a left turn, we're loading one of the two bearings on the left and one of the other bearings on the right. Typically the inner on the on the the left steer and the outer on the right. So if the if it only comes if the noise is only there when you're making a left turn and it's the right front, then it's the outer bearing on the right yes. front. So that's kind of how we work it out. Anyway, thank you very much. And and Gil, what was that gentleman's name? No, no, Brenda. Who's before Brenda? We just talked to him. Okay, that's the name I I neglected to write down. Okay, Brenda, what's up? How can we help you? Okay, I have a 2008 Yukon. It's got a lot of miles, probably around 260, 270. But about two months ago, just out of the blue, when I would start the car in park, of course, it the RPMs would rev up to like about 3,000. And then... If I let it sit there and do that, you know, occasionally it'll come down and then I can shift it into reverse or park and it doesn't, you know, make a jerk. But sometimes it doesn't come down. And so when I put it in drive or reverse, it has a big, you know, a big. uh, Hard, hard thump. Yes. Because the idle's too high. Okay. Yeah, it's idling too high. Yeah. Okay. But only in park. Like when I stop at a stop sign. You know, when I'm in drive, it doesn't do it. Okay, all right. Well, forget about the shift problem because that's related to the high idle. What you have is an uncontrollable idle when you start at cold, right? Correct. Right. And so there's okay. Any check engine lights? What is a check engine light on? Do you have any any dashboard lights coming on? A check engine light, uh, the no. yellow check engine. Okay. Idle no, air control motor, dirty well, throttle that, blades. That's. That should be uh, that is throttle by wire, so there is no idle air control. So we're moving the throttle plate to control idle speed. Okay. So about, somehow somehow we're missing the the correlation between the accelerator pedal and the throttle blade position. But normally that if, that always sets a check engine light, and most times that will put you in limp mode. Right. She wouldn't have any throttle at all. Right. She wouldn't have any throttle. So we're talking about throttle by wire where we no longer have a cable, and when you apply the, the accelerator, there are two switches, two uh, reporters, two switches that mm-hmm. talk to the, the, uh, the throttle. So both of them have to be synchronized, and if you lose one or one falls out of spec, it, it'll, it takes your throttle okay. away from you, and you can't use the throttle at all. So, okay. But the only thing I could say is that there has to be a vacuum leak when it's cold. Bingo, bingo. Because the okay. and, and see, we raise and lower the idle by opening and closing a vacuum port. So if all of a sudden there's and that thing has a PCV valve, doesn't that have a PCV valve hose that goes bad all yeah. the time? Okay, so or it has you, the fixed orifice PCV on it. Exactly. So so if you have too much air being delivered to the motor in the morning, and it has a bad vacuum leak. That- 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.